everybody, this is Crypto Rich working with you to get rich with crypto. I am joined this morning by Amir Ness, the CEO of Elevate Group, and I'm also joined by Steve Good of the Coin Chat. Steve. Good morning, and Steve Good with the Coin Chat, cutting through the noise and misinformation in cryptocurrency. To tell you what truly matters, we're doing a joint episode. That's right, that's right. This video is going to go out on um, my channel and also Steve's channel, The Coin Chat. And one of the things we're going to talk about a bit later on is Steve's interview with John McAfee, which I've listened yes. to, and I'm going to find out what that was like. Now, before we, before we carry on any further, I want to let you know nothing that we say is investment advice. Do your own due diligence. Do not invest any more than you can afford to lose. And all we're doing in this video and all our other videos uh, is sharing with you what we're discovering as we're traveling along on the blockchain. Uh, this is a sponsored video at my end because I'm involved with Elevate Group, but not so at Steve's end. No, not yet. <laughs> not this one. Okay. All right. And what are we going to be talking about? We're going to go through uh, the Bitcoin price, the Electronium price, uh, interviewing John McAfee, a little bit about my payments from Elevate Group because I got paid, and a teeny weeny little trailer about something we're going to do about electronium which we'll let you know at the end all right okay um morning guys morning morning Howdy. how are you rich i am very very well let's start with bitcoin this is on trading view actually i'm going to start with uh, let me find it okay this is crypto everything t.me slash crypto everything this is a chart from the telegram group runs a free telegram group where they give regular signals and stuff. And I just found it particularly accurate and useful. And I'll have a link in the description below. There's no charge for this. And I've been following him for a few months or so and uh, think it's useful. Now, this is what he's saying. He's saying that every time the price drops, the bulls pick it up. The bulls pick up. So we had a price drop last night um, in the last few hours or so, about $200. So it's now on this chart, $3,405. But he's saying on the four hour chart, there is divergence it's on the MACD, the moving average cross something indicator, right? Which means that while the price is going down, the MACD is showing bullish, which could mean that it's going to change, right? The problem with that is it's four hours. Yes. That's the big problem. You can't... It, he, the, the analysis he's giving is correct, but he's using it on a wrong time frame, and that invalidates what he's saying. Right. So you, if you, but if you look at it, if that was happening on a larger time frame, and I actually think it could be happening on a larger time frame, because I, I don't, I could see it go lower, but I could also see how this is the low. You know what I mean? It's right around here. Well, we've so, got. If I look at the. Um, so Amir, if I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at TradingView and I'm looking at the charts on a one day, and what I see, I'm using a different indicator called Statistics, which is very similar to MACD for, or RSI, just another indicator. My indicator is showing massively oversold, and and that on a one day chart. So yes. uh, So what I see. Even one day is not long enough, but that's a good example of this happening. Yeah, it's been oversold since the 19th, actually. So this additional drop just took us. Actually, there's a what I look for is on a stochastic is it's the 80 and 20. 80 above is sell and 20 and below is buy. 
And right now, we're just tipping below. We're at 17, 19, so below 20, um, which is a really good indicator that we're in really oversold conditions. And we would expect some sort of a bounce back up at some point in the near future. Okay. Now, now the thing I look at, just for you guys, what I tend to do is I tend to use a whole series of MA, moving average lines that are drawn out on, this, on, the, on the charts. And we've traded below the 200, the 9, the 25, the 50, the 100, and the 200 right now. So that's not very helpful, but we're not far below the, the 50 and the 9 and the 25. So, you know, if we move above any of those, then we have a very strong chance of going up to 100, which means we could head up toward 45 fairly easily. Um, so that's just some interesting things just to consider or look at when we're looking at these things. I, I think the important thing of, of, of all, the most important thing of all, and, and just real quick, is the peak at, you know, 42 or 4,300. Since that point to where we are, we've had a month of relative consolidation. Even though it's going lower, it's not going that much lower. So that's a lot of buying there. So the question is, I think we're going to revisit the low possibly and shoot up just like we did the first time. So that's what I'm seeing. And um, but you know, you never know. Technical analysis only goes so far. Yes. Well, there is a fundamental um, factor that we're going to talk about a little bit later on, right? And this is really interesting because we're both looking at the, we're, all three of us are looking at the same thing with regards to the price of Bitcoin and US dollars. I've got in front of me and I've shared my screen, the uh, Bitcoin dollar one day on Bitfinex and I've got the volume charts and you know, we've got lower highs and lower highs and we've dropped. Now what I've got here is the 1400 day moving average, which is the 200 week moving average. And Bitcoin in its history has never dropped below this. So it could go down to 3,220 roughly, 3,200, and then bounce back up. Well, what you're describing there, Rich, is what's called a W formation, which is what we're heading toward right now. A W formation is where you have a double bottom. So yes. you've seen the first bottom there has already been hit. Yeah. If we hit the second bottom and we start to move back up, we really need to go back up to really to retest the 6,500 before we know it's a true W because it's so extreme. Yes. But, but it looks like you can see the first half of a W is already there, right? You've got it all the way down, hits the bottom, goes up, it's got a little middle piece yep. going back down again. And if it starts heading up, it'll go very accelerated. That's without a doubt. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't always have to be, the, the double bottom doesn't have to be in the same point because it could be on a sloping up or sloping down to do the same thing. But in this example here, it certainly looks like we're in the potential area of getting a double bottom, which would be the most bullish thing you could possibly ask for. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's hope so. So we're looking for a double bottom around the two hundred, <laughs> yeah, the fourteen hundred. Goes down. I think it's what you just said. <laughs> yeah, the fourteen hundred. Uh... Which is not really what we're advocating. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we want it to go up, but we got to. I I, I got to get my emotions out of this. I'm not sure how well how good I am at doing that, right? But just looking at this, it, I think it's going to bounce back off 3,200. Now, it could go lower because some analysts are saying that, and we'll come to that, how low we think it could go and why we think it won't go any lower a little bit later on. Let's uh, move on to Electronium. So uh, this is on Qcoin. And just one point about Electronium. 
So I don't, I do occasional uh, coverage of Electronium. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be reaching out to Richard to arrange an interview with him at some point. I have no promise or guarantee when that will take place. I know he's very busy getting ready for the um, Mobile World Conference in Barcelona in February. But what's happened with Electronium is, um, what was I about to say? What was I about to say? Is that they recently announced the Apple iOS beta. So you can mine, and it's not real mining, you can get airdrops of Electronium on Android for a while now, but they've not been able to get it on Apple, and now they can, and they're testing it with, I think, about 2,000 beta testers, and in the next few weeks or so, they're going to launch it on all Apple products, so people will be able to download it from the um, Apple store and then mine Electronium. Now, that's not a lot of electronium users because most people in the world as i understand it use android especially in the developing world which is where electronium is pitching itself for the unbanked you know the unbanked tend to use android phones rather than an iphone 6 <laughs> right so um if that's the most up-to-date uh level right but what's happened is that electronium has taken a dip as bitcoin has taken a dip um but the fundamentals look strong Anything you want to say about this, guys? I got the nine-day and the 20-day moving averages here. Uh, I'm just going to say this. I think we're going to see a very big move up in Electronium. Very big. What you're looking at right now, actually, if you could expand for a moment, Rich. Mm -hmm. but yeah. This is a one-hour chart, by the way, Amir. Oh, this is only a one-hour? Can you give me a daily chart? Yep. It's now a daily chart. Okay, going back to the entire history of this. Oh chart. wow! So you look, look at this. We've got a cup and handle formation here, which is really interesting. This is very bullish. That is very bullish. Where, where, and, where and is? Okay, here. With, with the fundamental, when you combine the fundamental that is happening, we, we've got Richard Ells going into one of, if not the largest mobile, uh, you know, kind of community uh, get-togethers. Mm -hmm. And already said that there's a big announcement that he, that's going to be made. So you're gonna you what you've got is very good technicals and now a fundamental catalyst that could take this thing all the way back up to right there, Rich, where where the previous high was. You see that? Yeah. What's what is that? What's that price I, differential? This this one up here? No, no, a little further lower. This one? No, no. Higher. Go expand out a little. Expand out. Yeah, right. Hold on. Yeah, right in there. Right there. Three hundred and one Satoshi's. That was in um, November twenty eighteen. So that's a. And what's the price differential? What is it at now? It's now at a hundred eighty four. Yeah. So. You could see a double. You could see a double in ETN in the next month and on the downside you have okay what's the low right there rich before the the green before the green bars the two big ones this one yeah. here 180 no, lower, lower. no 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 lower lower the other green bar a classic trade you have on the downside you have let's say a, a stop of like 170 160 even if you want to let it go so you have like 20 and then on the upside 
you have 200. So this is a one, like almost a one to 10 risk to reward ratio. So you could, you, you could make an excellent trade right now on Electronium. Okay. And not that this is investment advice. This is just your opinion. Not at all. Correct. The other thing you've got here, Rich, which is really interesting, is do you see how it kind of curves down and then yep. bounces up? Here? And it forms like a cup. Here? This one here. The, the curve down to the very bottom, and then it bounces back up, right? Yep. Yep. That, that curve down and bounce up is basically forming a cup. And then to the right of it, you've got kind of these single lines going straight across on yep. the far right side. Yep. Yep. So go, go back to the lowest low point. Okay. Now, this doesn't look to me like a cup. It looks more like a V. Well, it's this sort one... of a V, but you can, but in, in technical terms, this could potentially be what's called a cup and a cup and, uh, uh, a cup cup and, and handle. handle. So what happens is that it curves down, it comes up to a point, and then it drops down again, and it goes sideways. Yeah. And that is not unusual to find happen before it then leaps upwards. So that's a very bullish indicator. And as uh, as you said, there's uh, as Amir said, there's other obvious things going on here with this in terms of the fact that it's not come. It's you know it's done a very strong move up after hitting the low, and it doesn't look like it's really in a, necessarily in a downward trend because it's it's gone higher than the previous. Uh, oh, it's got this long trend of around 200 and it's kind yes. of bounced up above that so it seems like we've kind of tested that 200 range as well yes. so there's a lot of things going on here with this that does give a good indication that we may be well into heading bullish technically uh, again as, as you said we're not advising anybody on this we're just commenting on what it looks like and it looks interesting it looks interesting. Electronium looks interesting in all sorts of ways. But one of the things to watch out for that I think it could send it southwards is if Bitcoin goes down. If Bitcoin goes dips below the 200 week moving average, then everything's going to go down just about. Even, even Tether. You think it will? I think it will do that. But I don't think it's going to stay there for long. That's the thing. Okay. So. It'll be a 24-hour, 48-hour experience. Okay, well, we're going to come back to Electronium. There's something we want to let people know about. And also, um, we're going to still got to talk about John McAfee and Steve Good. Let's talk about my payouts or the payouts, right? So this is yeah. um, elevategroup.io. Now, I visited the facility in Siberia. It was in November. It was very, very cold. I've walked around. I've heard the uh, miners hum and tested them and there's a couple of rigs here because one of the things with elevate groups after doing your own due diligence you check it all out you actually get to uh, get the um serial numbers of the miners so these are two miners that i have they're both active and what i'm earning on average is 0.013 bitcoin now that's not a lot Except how much is that going to be worth as I build it up day by day by day by day by day in five years time, 10 years time. Like the people that mined Bitcoin five years ago, I think they must be doing very, very nicely right now. Very, very nicely. And if I click on this here, I can see both my miners. There's this, it look, estimates 0 0.020 from each miner. Now I'm having eight more put come online um, I think the beginning of the next month of February, right, Amir? Yeah, February. Yeah, which would give yeah. me a gross margin of 0.2 Bitcoin a month and then deduct 
uh, the electricity costs and Elevate Group's 20% charge. And that's it. Repairs everything else for free. Anything you want to say about this? Um, no. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's part of our model, basically. And it's uh, working. And the, you know, the only problem is we're all stuck in a, a bear market right now. So mining has also <coughs> had its market. Um, you know, the payout in the, the last payout was, I think, $15 mm-hmm. for the month or the equivalent of $15 in the BTC. So, I mean, you know, we're in a bear market. Um, the good news is that difficulty has come down quite a bit and it seems to be kind of consolidating here. So I think difficulty is going to stay where it's at. Um, you know, like in a range-bound kind of uh, continuation, and let's see what price does. Um, just a question of when it's going to start going up. Sure, and I have received payments for the first two months, and we're going to do a video. It's going to be coming up in the next few days or so where we look at that in detail. But one thing, yeah. you know, fifteen dollars worth of Bitcoin in one month isn't a lot, except I'm getting in Bitcoin. And then when Bitcoin goes up to $6,000, that $15 worth of Bitcoin is going to be worth $30. And then when Bitcoin goes up to $12,000, that $15 worth of Bitcoin is going to be worth $60 and so on. But it cost me today's price of Bitcoin when I made the purchase. So this is a a long-term investment. And the other thing that although we are in a bear market, the, uh, the difficulty has just dropped to 1.8%, which means more Bitcoin per hashing power because more and more miners are finding it unprofitable. Anything you want to come in here about this, Steve, because you've done a little bit of mining? Well, I mean, I've done mining that's not in Bitcoin. I've done a lot of proof of work mining, but more Ether uh, in the days I used to see a coin. I stopped my mining because like a lot of miners, the, you know, the... <laughs> it got to a point where the, the price of the coins that I was mining had dropped too much in the bear market that I couldn't even break even with my electric costs. So, you know, when you try to run from home, and that's that's the biggest thing. We try to run from home. If you don't have really good electric costs, it's probably not worth doing it. And that's where you go someplace like a mining group, like a mirrors group, like Elevate Group, as an example, and you get a lot more efficiencies out of it, and you don't have to maintain it when things go down. I had problems all the time with a GPU stopping or with Windows crashing. Just I think you know. people people don't recognize the value. Sorry, Steve, because you're making a good point. That's such a big part of the value we provide. You know, we specifically set it up so that you know your hosting, your maintenance, um, repairs. You know, all of that stuff is handled for you. It's hardware, so it's not going to just run. I mean, that's the reality. It's going to have to be maintained. That's yeah. why every single company on this planet has big, huge IT departments, and they're not sitting around. They're yeah. constantly getting stuff that goes offline, software and hardware. Things just happen. And that yeah. was my biggest problem trying to run my mind from home was, what what now? Three in the morning, yeah. I'm getting a humming sound coming out of my room, and I'm thinking, what is that noise? <laughs> in the morning to find a... <clears throat> got stuck from some dust, something could have been anything, and I'm resetting the thing at three in the morning thinking this is ridiculous, this is not the way I want to spend my life. <laughs> yeah. This is the this was the life of the miner that I spent for eighteen months to experiment and didn't be able to just learn. It's it's painful trying to maintain all this stuff. That's the biggest problem with mining. 
Yes. And, and one of the ways by using a, a company that offers mining as a service is all of that stuff is taken care of because Elevate Group have a whole team of engineers and security and 24-hour checking everything, right? And uh, yeah. if, a, if a miner goes offline, there's a Bitmain repair facility in the same city, which I've also visited. So it's all, yeah. it's all good there. Now, we're, gonna, we're still going to come to um, a little bit about Electronium, something we want to let you know about. And also um, talk about CoinChat and John McAfee. But before we do that, this is relevant. There's this article now, which I'll link to in the description below. According to JP Morgan, only low-cost Chinese Bitcoin miners are in profitable positions. Now, you're not a Chinese miner, are you, Amir? <laughs> no. I'm no. Not a no. And That's I. Really perceptive there, Rich. Yeah, and Steve is not a Chinese miner either. Not that we have anything <laughs> against Chinese miners, right? But obviously, JP Morgan need to discover Elevate Group. So what this... I haven't read all this article, right? But do you want to take us through it, Amir? Yeah, um, so it's pretty, it's pretty straight, straightforward, right? I mean, the, because mining really got its name in China... Um, and they do have low power costs, um, so that's what they're known for. But it, this just goes to show how little research J.P. Morgan has done in, and, and is willing to make a public statement like this. Yeah, I so, agree with you completely. This is ridiculous because, I mean, there's a lot of places in the world that have cheap electricity. Yeah, so just imagine, you know, J.P. Morgan gets this platform the media, where they're able to leverage to this extent, and we know that that's not true, and it's not, you know, proprietary information. They could just have, they could have just gone online and surfed, surfed Google for a little bit, and they would have like seen plenty of mines outside of China, right? Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't talk about Iceland. They didn't talk about, you know, the fact that Nothing. you and they are both in Siberia. Nothing. You know, keep electricity in other places that are cooler climates, for sure. I think it's a very short-sighted article, just really ridiculous. For the, the, the title alone is just clickbait. But isn't it to do with the largest, isn't it the case that the largest farms are in China? Sure, but they got in early. Yes, exactly. They got in very early. But the power there is not as stable. That's also one of the things I've heard. I mean, unless you're in a very, very modernized um, farm, but there are some farms that have 10, 15, 20,000 miners, but they'll have, like, they'll, they would like to have more stable power. Right. And they have a lot of UPSs, so the universal backup power systems and stuff, to keep it running because of it. And right. they've got solar, and they've had to invest a lot of money in generating their own electrics in the, yeah. in the event of, potential electric failures. That's been a big factor for them. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, the point here that, uh, that, that I want to take away from in the bit that I have read is that they're saying Chinese mining operations that operate at low cost have the ability to mine Bitcoin at around $2,400 per coin, which I think is, is it hits the, it drops below 1,400 day moving average or the 200 week moving average hits 2,400, and I can't see how it can go lower because people will just turn their minds off. <clears throat> and then the difficulty goes down 
the mining operations such as which are more which are more profitable with low electricity costs they'll start scooping up the more of the bitcoin the supply coming online will reduce and the price will go back up right anything you want to say about that amir given where no, you I mean, are that's, that's a technical way of looking at it but the other thing is you can never you can never say this is the price you can mine at because you don't know what the difficulty will be so unless they're you're willing to say at this difficulty this is going to be the low because if price were to go there which i hope it doesn't but if it were then the mining uh might go can, can, the difficulty will also go lower so then it'll be another just a question of okay well who's going to be profitable now where is your profitability now so I think that game is coming to near its end, which is why fundamentally I think the, the case for a bullish turnaround is close. So that's kind of what I'm saying, and that's the optimistic outlook. And, uh, you know, I'm not a Chinese miner. <laughs> okay. All right, Steve, anything you want to say or add to that? No, I think, you know, I think Amir is spot on about the, the situation. I think we are probably at or near a bottom here somewhere. We, we've seen a lot of, you know, noise from analysts going both directions. But, you know, the miners are not going to switch off if things go off for a month. I mean, or go down for a month because they've been there in this for the long haul. They're still yes. generating Bitcoin, which when it goes back up, it's going to be worth a lot more if people shut off. It's to their advantage to stay running. You know, so I, I just think that there's a lot of uh, hype and noise. And some of this, quite frankly, is probably being manipulated by some of the banks in order to get people to be fearful, in order to get things cheaper. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Steve. Are you accusing the banks, JP Morgan and others of their ilk, of uh, being manipulative and deceptive? Uh, well, let, me, and let me give an example of the kinds of things we've seen, like Jamie Dimon saying, it's all going to be a big fraud. And then his unit in Europe was out buying Bitcoin the day after. I mean, let's get to the reality. But of Steve, Jamie Dimon. I, I spent 20 years in banking, so I'm not saying that people are manipulating, but it's not very hard in this particular market where it's mostly unregulated to make public statements of things to create fear and others to then take advantage of it. Right, right. OK, and I'm, I, I'm saying in jest. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, the reality is someone says it and someone else takes advantage of it because big money can do stuff like that. Yes, yes. And I am saying going to say in jest, right? But Jamie Dimon said he's doing God's work. But moving on. Was it not? Was it Lloyd Blankfein? I could get Jamie Dimon on the show. So if anybody knows him personally, send him my way. If not, I'm going to contact my contacts in Jamie Morgan. Okay. Honestly, I have a lot of respect for the guy, you know, for the way he's run the bank. And I, I spent many, many years in J.P. Morgan facilities all around the world, spending time with people, providing services. So, okay, have to talk with him and get him on here to talk about the reality of what cryptocurrency, blockchain, and Bitcoin all mean. So you never know. Maybe we could actually get him on one of our shows to talk about it. Yes, yes. And talking about getting celebrities onto your show, right? So, and, and, and Amir, I think you were saying that I think it was Lloyd Blankfein. That was my mistake who said that. But anyway, anyway, moving on. Celebrities, right? I understand that you had a presidential candidate on your I've channel. I've two presidential candidates on my show now, actually. Two? 
Yeah, so I had John McAfee on the show, and that was followed up by Andrew Yang, who's also running for president, Democratic uh, national candidate, who's really big on blockchain as well as universal uh, income. And uh, we interviewed him on Friday, so that episode is going to be out today, uh, this afternoon. So we've had two candidates who both kind of have their own points of view on the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency, which is pretty interesting. That is fabulous. That is yeah. really fabulous. All right, so I'm going to have a link to your channel in the description below. And this is a pure blatant plug. Um, please subscribe. Watch his channel. He does really, really great videos because it's you and Yuri Cataldo, your friend. So there's always this great um, back and forth dynamic between you two. And it sounds yeah, like you two yeah. and all your videos are having a really great time. <laughs> we, we're only doing the show for a laugh. And I, I appreciate the shout out. And of course, for my listeners watching from my side, give a shout out to Crypto Rich, who is one of the channels we also follow, which you can see on our show, but we'll put the link to your show as well, as well as a link to Amir and his dog. Because <laughs> we all need a mascot to make our lives good. So of course, give us a like and subscribe. Give Amir a like and subscribe, because we all love dogs. So why not give us a like and subscribe. That's right, okay. So do you want to tell us about your interview with John McAfee? Sure. So, you know, I like like anything, you know, it doesn't come like overnight. You don't just, you know, invite someone and they come to the show. I've spent a lot of time um, reaching out to him and his team and uh, trying to just foster and build relationships with them. And of course, following him on Twitter and commenting on things with quirky, funny remarks doesn't hurt because John's a funny character. He, and, he is a funny you know, character. With going into exile... And being really big on privacy coins, as you guys probably know, he's got a, I forget the name of the project off the top of my head, but there's a, a privacy coin project he's also involved with. So that's a big part of his whole platform is the fact that, you know, when you look at the history of the U.S., the history of the, which is really interesting, pre-Civil War, there was no income tax. And post-Civil War in the U.S., there was. And what you'll also notice is that the only thing that's changed in the U.S. is they've continued to add more and more tax law to, to tax people. And they've continued to but, wage more wars, Steve. Right. But what's really interesting, though, is that if you look at companies, companies have to innovate every three to five years to stay relevant. Mm. And John and I, when we spoke privately, this was a much more relaxed conversation. It wasn't as intense as the, the video or the interview. But what he said was saying to me was, you know, the reality is that the, the government hasn't really uh, reinvigorated itself in the context of how tax is done, how a number of things are done. It's regulation, it's government, it's slow, it's typical, but it hasn't re-innovated. And you need that innovation. And his concern or fear, right, if I call it that, which he won't necessarily say out publicly, but it is probably a fear or concern, is that as people move more and more to crypto and discover the likes of the privacy coins, the Pivx, the Moneros, whatever, People are going to hide behind the privacy coins and the IRS and the other tax entities around the world are going to struggle to tax people because that money will go hiding. Now, it's probably not legal to do that, but on the other hand, it's shifting and changing the way people behave. So what he's saying is actually not go and hide your money. What he's saying is we need to reinvigorate the government systems so that we're able to address and adjust to the way blockchain cryptocurrency is going that's a really smart message actually and i believe that i, I agree with that right I he's not saying 
let's go hide our money. Let's you know dodge taxes. He's absolutely said the opposite to me on the phone, which is why it's so ironic that he's now in exile hiding from the IRS because he's actually advocating that the IRS needs to revamp their system to adjust to the current markets. When yeah. I interviewed Andrew Yang, I got a very similar set of messages around the fact that we're still dealing with old school mentality. We need to bring the blockchain in for voting. We need to address how we you know, do things that you know, big companies are controlling the media. So for example, yeah. Rich and I, we can't even advertise our shows in crypto purely because of the fact that we're in crypto which is ridiculous, yeah. we're controlled by Facebook, we're controlled by Google, we're controlled by Twitter. And it's ridiculous, right? I cannot advertise anything that I've done, like even this episode where we're just talking about stuff, you can't advertise it because it says cryptocurrency in the episode somewhere. We're not advoca advocating or advertising anything, and yet we still can't advertise our show to get more followers and subscribers and to build our own incomes. So Andrew very much, re what resonated with him was, we need to revise the way we think. So I've got two guys here, you know, John McAfee, who's obviously a big crypto guy, and Andrew Yang, who's a serial entrepreneur for the Democratic Party. So you've got you know, Libertarian on the one end, Democratic on the other, both saying, you know what, it's time for a change. We need to bring blockchain, crypto, and new innovation and new thinking into the world of crypto. They're into the world of, you know, real economics in government and in regulation. And frankly, that's just fascinating that these guys are both coming at this from slightly different perspectives but recognizing the same problem. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Steve. That's incredible. Listen, th Steve, thank you so much for that. I, I have no, listened I mean, to I'm happy to share it. I mean, look, you know, as you know, I'm just the host of a show. My opinions aren't relevant in this. It's just a matter of flushing out what's, you know, what's, what's really going on in the market and getting people's ideas and opinions and thoughts out to all of us so that we can form the best opinions we can. So yes. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to have conversations with John McAfee, Andrew Yang, Amir Ness, and Crypto Rich <laughs> all in the course of a week. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> all right, well, listen, thank you so much for that. And, and I, I, so, so people, I, I recommend go listen to the interview with John McAfee. Go subscribe uh, to CoinChat because that was on the day or the day after that he went into exile. So I know you also cover that in yeah, the interview. Was, I think it was two days after because I was restricted from publishing it until he gave me a green light. Right, 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 right. So he'd just gone into exile until so a year. We actually interviewed on President's Day, which was on, the, which was on a Monday. Then the episode was up on a Wednesday, I think it was. So that was quite cool as well because we were talking on President's Day. <laughs> yes, all right. Very, very good. And then <clears throat> finally, what I want to move on to, oh, just about the privacy coin. So I've done a lot of videos on Pirate Chain, um, ARRR. Oh, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, right? absolutely. Which actually, as far as I can tell, is more private than any of the other privacy protocols, including Monero, including Mimblewimble, including Dash, Pivx, any privacy coin. And here's the test. Here's the test. What can you see on the Block Explorer? With Pirate Chain, you can see nothing at all. Now, it's the same deal with Mimblewimble, but with Mimblewimble, I interviewed somebody from the Komodo team who did an analysis of both. You have to have interactivity with Mimblewimble, not so with Pirate Chain. So, um, and you can't get more more private than 99.9% .9 private. So that's it. So, um, and one of the things that, uh, that Amir and I are in conversation about, about doing an experiment, uh, a little experiment about mining Pirate Chain at the Elevate Group facility. We're just going to try it out. Oh, no, not Pirate Chain. ETN. Are we going to do both? No, we're, we're looking at ETN first. Well, you know what, Amir, since we're all here now, I think we get to vote. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody who wants
wants to try pirate chain mining in a mining facility, put their hands up. <laughs> okay. All right. So my bad, my mistake. So we're going to look at we so that we're gonna we're gonna look at we're gonna do a little experiment. Etienne is something we've talked with Richard about, and and we're we're looking deeper into it, and it's something I'm confident. Yeah, and this is not about necessarily taking instant payments, but my understanding, Amir, and correct me, is that we'll do a little experiment. We're looking at doing a little experiment, and we're going to be recording a video about this. But what does it take to mine electronium on an ASIC? Right. How to do that. What's the rate of return? So so do yes. watch out for that video. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. And then we may look at <clears throat> uh, mining, doing an experiment, actually mining electronium in the Elevate Group facility as a private experiment, which, which we'll share with you publicly. Not something, not a service that we're going to offer people. Not yet yeah. anyway. Yeah. And, and, That's exciting. Yes. Yes. So watch out for that. Anything else for you guys? Anything we haven't covered or should have covered? No, I'm good. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure co-hosting today with you, uh, Crypto Rich. Yes. I want to call you Uncle Rich, but it's Crypto Rich. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not that old, Steve. No, okay. you're not. <laughs> it just rolls and, off the tongue a little easier. And you're not that young either. <laughs> All right. I'm changing, decades. I'm changing decades soon, but you know, I'm not going to sit here letting you guys guess because... I don't want to be told I'm 70 because that's not the case. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, listen, everybody. The link's in the description below. Do check them out. And uh, between now and when I see you next, please keep filling your pockets with Crypto Profit. This is Crypto Steve and Crypto Amir and Crypto Rich saying goodbye. And Steve, do you want to finish off for your video? How you do? Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our shows because, you know, we love dogs. <laughs> to the moon. Until next time. All the best. Bye-bye.